0: marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown and through adaptable problem solving we do just that learn more at marines.com mike paul, mike paul ken, miller. ken miller together on iowa everywhere welcome, welcome to the hook powered by Circa sports iowa sports betting the way it should be this is iowa everywhere, everywhere. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to the final episode of The Hook for 2022. My name is Ken Miller. My partner is the vice president of operations at Circus Sports. He is Mike Palm as he joins us from Las Vegas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas to you and yours, Mike Palm. How are you? How's Christmas in LV?
1: Thanks, Kenny. Uh, It got cold uh, down into the 20s there for a few days. I see on Christmas Day we're supposed to be 65. Uh, in the afternoon so that's good my wife and the baby are in the philippines for uh, 18 days they'll be back to 30th my stepdaughter's in mississippi with her grandmother so i've got the little guy in and out here um and so uh, we're hanging out having some fun over the weekend
0: absolutely little guy's got a birthday coming
1: up yeah same as yours i just found out next tuesday he'll turn seven
0: Indeed, uh, I'll be a little older than that. But uh, anyways, uh, 64 for me. So lots of of things to get to. The NFL was just bonkers this past weekend. Bowl games are going on. Survivor, there was a bunch of folks that uh, uh, were on the wrong side of that one as this contest continues to weed out as we go toward the end of the regular season. But Mike, you told us on the radio on KXNO with uh, Miller and Condon last week uh, that you guys had a really unique event that was taking place, an invitational. Tell us about uh, how, who came up with the idea, uh, how it played out. And I loved the prize. Yeah, you get a nice prize, big money, but you have to invest that money on a future, on an NFL Super Bowl uh, future ticket. I love the concept. How did it turn out? Was it as you thought it would?
1: Yeah, Derek really came up with this uh, about the second week of October and said he wanted to do an invitational hundred thousand dollar blackjack tournament for 12 people maximum but it would pay out a hundred thousand dollars in super bowl futures so and 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 it would be done in a draft format so only one person can win um the tournament so um and he also had this idea of you know no matter what there's always a couple people don't show up there's a no-show rate for events so let's do a v-sin provisional table on the opening round night, so that if people don't show, some of the VSEN personalities can get into the event. So, ten out of the twelve showed. We knew going into the day before that one had canceled, and then the day of another one canceled. So, two people from the VSEN table, which was comprised of uh, Paul Howard and Mitch Moss from Follow the Money, Amal Shaw, who was my former co-host on the Nuts, and uh, um. He's now doing uh, big bets with Dave Ross. And then Sean King, former Super Bowl champion, who does V-CIN primetime with Tim Murray. Well, Amal and Paul advanced out of that group, so they became part of the 12. We played uh, four rounds in the blackjack tournament, and each round was its own score, and then cumulatively they they were ranked uh, Thursday night, Friday afternoon, and then Saturday morning and Saturday afternoon. And we held the draft at halftime of the Bills-Dolphins game on Saturday night. They knew their order and they knew how much they won. First was twenty thousand. Second was fifteen. Third was twelve five, fourth five. Fourth was ten. Fifth was seventy five hundred. And then six through twelve was five thousand. Um, but obviously the draft order was important. So they knew the order. They were all lined up. First person came down. Each person got sixty seconds. Once the pick was in for the, oh. it, it was. If you go on Twitter and look, it, it was taped a lot of it. It was like a draft night. I, we had a fun time in the sports book. You know, they would go make their bet with Jeff Benson. He would text me. The girls would fill out their name with the team logo and then put it up with the odds, and it was pretty amazing. So, first place, uh, I'll give you a couple guesses. Who do you think was chosen first for the twenty thousand?
0: Well, I, I, I would say it would be one of the two heavy heads in the AFC. If if, if it were me and it was free, it's twenty thousand dollars. Go Chiefs because I'm not sure I like the way uh, that the Bills are stopping the run right now. Chiefs would be my my pick.
1: So the first three teams were all from the NFC, Kenny. Wow. (laughs) So so Niners, Niners, twenty thousand at plus six fifty. Second was the Cowboys. Really. Well, there's a little bit of a backstory and, and that person, let's just say their business, they were long on the Cowboys. Aha, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so they got the Cowboys for fifteen thousand at nine to one. the guy sitting third got the Eagles twelve five uh, at plus four fifty. Then the Bills went fourth at plus three fifty. Paulie Howard sitting fifth wound up with the Chiefs. Think about wow. that at plus four fifteen. Uh, I like the guy that picked sixth. He took the Bengals at ten to one. Mm -hmm. Then Amal was seventh. He went with a very non-conventional pick. His five thousand went on the Buccaneers at thirty-five to one. Eighth was uh, Miami, twenty-five to one. Ninth was the Chargers, forty to one. Tenth was the Vikings, twenty-five to one. Eleventh were the Lions at one hundred and fifty to one, and the last pick of the draft, twelfth, got the Ravens at twenty-five to one.
0: That's remarkable that the Ravens were there that late, and it's even more remarkable that the Cowboys went second. Now, I I, I get what you're inferring um, Mm -hmm. with with the guy that picked second.
1: How would you have done it, Mike? What would you have done? I would take the Eagles because the Eagles, we we know they will be a one seed. Mm -hmm. We don't know if Kansas City – or Buffalo, or maybe even Cincinnati. You know, Uh Cincinnati sort of has it in front of them if they can get the Chiefs to lose, and they own the tiebreaker, right? They beat the Chiefs three straight times. So we don't know in the AFC, but we know the Eagles have the one seed, and they will likely play the winner of the Cowboys as the five seed, and then whoever wins the South, who knows? But, you know, I just get the feeling Dallas will probably lose that game because they they don't win playoff games, especially on the road. But even if they don't, the worst-case scenario is they're going to get – they're gonna get Dallas at home. So I feel that the Eagles pick gets you to the NFC championship game, likely against the 49ers. And let if Purdy keeps playing the way he is, that game could be a pick in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, so I, I just feel like I I feel like it gets you in the spot to best monetize your ticket by taking the Eagles. Um, I would probably take the Chiefs second, the Bills third. Mm-hmm. and then the 49ers fourth and then maybe the Bengals fifth Bengals five. yeah
0: yeah that, that's all I would well since since we're talking Eagles let, let's jump forward to this we believe that Jalen Hurts is going to miss this week I don't know if it's a one week I don't know if it's a two week but what has his injury done to the most valuable player markets if anything at this point
1: well, it's taken them all down. They all came down. I couldn't find it one. It's at six, at 6 o'clock last night. I went on. You know, you sent the text about topics. Yep. He was minus a seventy-five heading into last week. Mahomes might have made up a little ground on him. Um, but now if he's out, that really opens the door for Mahomes if he's out multiple weeks. I think if he just misses this week against Dallas. He, but, you know, they can play it easy with him. They only have to win once more, get one Dallas loss. He can sit He can sit until the third week of January. Mm -hmm. That's when they'll play the divisional game that they'll host. So I don't know. If he doesn't play the rest of the year, I think that Mahomes will become the favorite.
0: And I don't know where you are on Gardner Minshew. He's not bad, Mike. I mean, I think he's one of the better backup quarterbacks in the league.
1: I think he's a top three backup quarterback. Yeah. I put him right. I think Colt McCoy is is too. You know, guys that can come in and run your whole offense – and and not really create controversy either, you know, that they're not being a distraction as to who's going to be the, the top quarterback on that team. I, I put them right there. Um, it's funny because different Cowboys have said different things, but they said, you know, Jalen's a system quarterback, and another one tweeted he's an MVP. And if he's a system quarterback, then there won't be much of a drop-off with Minshew. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, no, Minshew's very I, – I think Minshew always gives you a chance to win, and this Eagles team is very good. They get a good offensive line. I think they're, they're solid defensively. Obviously, San Francisco's better. Yep. Um, but, uh, you know, I even with Minshew, I would have to take the points in Dallas uh, this weekend.
0: How does, uh, how do the uh, pros the pro betters how are how are they handling Brock Purdy and and his um, you know emergence on the scene in the NFL going on the road that was good for them to, to go on the road last week in Seattle twelfth man tough place to play dot 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 but Christian McCaffrey's totally changed that team Debo Samuel is going to be back late in the season we would assume um, where, where 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 are the pros when it comes to the Niners with Brock Purdy at the helm.
1: Yeah, you know, it was uh it wasn't much of a decision because the public was on Tampa Bay that first week because of Purdy, and then the pros the pros had him again, you know, they were all over San Francisco. So the pros have, have quickly adapted to Purdy. But look, Purdy had the pedigree. I mean, it it wasn't, you know, the the, the storyline of Mr. Irrelevant is so misleading for him. Yeah. It's just so misleading. So and and my whole analysis of it is you go from Matt Campbell to Shanahan. So I mean, how could he how could he not be successful? Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, look, I, I don't know. I know I've asked a couple people in our room about their power rating with Purdy versus uh, Garoppolo because of the small sample size. It's still down about a point and a half, but uh, they, they mm-hmm. said by playoff time, it might actually be higher if he continues to perform consistently at this level.
0: Let's let's finish up on this uh, MVP topic. Uh, Joe Burrow's a guy that I kind of got my eye on. He was, uh, I think before they were taken down, about 10 to 1. Look, Cincinnati's got big game. They're going to be on Monday Night Football against their division rival, Baltimore. Um, I mean, Joe Burrow is leading this Cincinnati team potentially back to represent the AFC again, and that's hard to do. I mean, the loser in the Super Bowl, Mike, you've seen the stats. It's tough to get back. Joe Burrow, is he worth money? Is he worth a bet?
1: I don't think he, I think it can only be, it can only be Mahomes. Look, Mahomes was 28 for 28 throwing to his three favorite targets. And he's doing it with a, you know, a media, that's a mediocre defense there. That yeah. it, and an average offensive line. Yeah. Cincinnati's defense is, I think, top six. You know, you could argue top four. They're solid. Uh, and probably a better running back with Mixon. Um, he lost his top receiver. Tiger kills in Miami with Tua. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The the weapons mm-hmm. for Burrow are better, too, I believe. I agree. Uh, so I think it's just it's a binary choice right now, Kenny, in my mind.
0: Yeah, with the exception of the tight end, obviously, as Kelsey's one of the uh, one of the elites, no doubt about that. How did, uh, how did you guys do betting-wise? I mean, let, uh, go back to Saturday with the Vikings game. It was just bananas. Uh, how was the weekend for you guys? And when you combine Saturday, Mike, there was a decent slate of bowls, including one in Las Vegas. Uh, the Las Vegas Bowl is uh, Oregon State pounded Florida
1: in that game. Was it a busy day? Well, it was very busy, and then Sunday was crazy, and then the World Cup and all. But, you know, we were huge winners to if Colts win the game. If the Vikings would have covered three, it would have been a disaster. It would have been over a million-dollar swing. But, unfortunately, it landed three, so we were okay. But the the Colts was like an amazing result for us. Uh, the second game was not much. We lost. People were on Miami. We, we came down to six and a half in that game. We took a lot of Miami money. I didn't get it. 900%. I teased the bills. I did this, though. I teased the bills, and I said, I'm not laying seven because Miami's a good team. They've lost two and a half. But I did tease them. I teased them with the Packers, so I I avoided any disaster in that game. But uh, you know, we we lost there. The Bulls have been so predictable that they haven't been good, Kenny. I mean, there's just these teams that are mismatches. Are are, uh, you know, with the exception Miami of Ohio covered the big number. But I mean, like Oregon State, everybody was on Oregon State. There's Mm -hmm. just. Everybody was on. Uh, it was against Rice. Rice comes back and ties it. They don't take a field goal with eleven minutes to go, you know, and they don't, you know. So it's been so much according to Hoyle that they haven't been very good results with the Bulls.
0: What uh, What about uh, people in town for the uh, Las Vegas Bowl? Did Oregon State, did Florida, bring any fans?
1: Did you notice any business? I didn't see. I didn't see any orange color anywhere. I, I really, really didn't. Yeah, it really nothing, and really nobody was clamoring to see the game amidst the Saturday. Uh, uh the vikings and colts uh viewing audience even with the of route was so much bigger than any of the bowl action that was going on
0: mm. how close are you guys watching the weather as we move forward to uh what week 16 now Cl- watching the weather in the uh well i, I was going to say it's midwest but it's more than the midwest it's going to hit the east too as far as totals got to be very cautious
1: yeah, you got to keep the limits low, you know, keep the limits on college to 3,000 and, and in pros to 5,000 until game day. And that's where you see all the action. Anyhow, people don't bet total. I'm telling you, Kenny, there's hardly any decisions on totals until Sunday morning. Now, mm-hmm. Saturday, because most of the games are on Christmas Eve. But mm-hmm. all the total money comes in day of because people wait to look at the stadium.
0: Yeah, I, I I can understand that. So let's go to Christmas Day. Normally, the it was the NBA's day, right? If it was... A lot of people opening day in the NBA because we didn't watch the first two months of the season. Um, Was it normally an NBA standalone day? How busy is it?
1: Not busy. Not busy. So now you've got NFL. I think we'll be busier. Um, But it'll just be, you know, the people that are in town, the local people are with their families and that. The people that are in town that are traveling or whatever. I think you'll see a little bit more. Uh, business it's definitely but but you know we were excited for these matchups to start the year and now it's certainly been dampened down i guess green bay with the win you know with the win last night they're still alive they have to win at miami and then they have you know they have uh in minnesota um so they're still technically alive but they have to win in miami and miami hey look miami's lost three in a row they they need this to get in the playoffs at this point Forget about the AFC East, really. So uh, that becomes an important game.
0: Yeah, kind of a de facto playoff game for both teams. I think, I don't think there's any way in the world the Green Bay can get there uh, if if indeed they don't win. So uh, wrapping up the uh, the the NFL for the week, Jalen Hurts. When do you think the When do you think the numbers will go back up on the board for MVP?
1: Uh, I don't know if they'll go back up until until Monday, um, mm-hmm. and and maybe you know a lot of places take him down this late in the year anyhow. I'll do um, that. Get okay. it. In the last month, right. Just it's just yeah. like the Heisman a lot of people take the Heisman down mm-hmm. December 1st. Uh it's just that way. Um but we'll see. I mean, it looks like the program I don't think there's any ways playing this week. I just I don't I don't at all. I'd be right. shocked. Too much movement in the number 2. Um it, it's you know, they're saying bruised or whatever not separated and but, you know, he played with it for a quarter, over a quarter. That happened at the end of the third quarter. I, he wasn't driven into the turf. I mean, he tackled him. He landed on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. So it might not go back up because, I mean, the, the whole market's predicated. How do you make a number unless you know he's going to play or not? So it, it really would be, you, to, you I'm, want sorry, to run I'm kinda, still, huh?
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm tempted, Mike, going back to the eagle. I'm t- I'm tempted to see where that number settles Philadelphia at Dallas because I'm with you. I think Minshew one of the bigger, best backups in the league. I don't know what the uh, um, the number would be, Hertz versus versus Minshew on uh, what that power ranking would be, but I, I'm kind of anxious to see where this lands. Where are you guys right now?
1: I think we're at five and a half from one and a Could half. Could so it get seven? It, I don't think so. Everybody would be on the Eagles. I think at seven. I think six is as high as you can get. Um. I would even tease number. I would even, if it lands at five, five and a half, I, that's a tease spot for me, a six-point teaser up through ten, you know. Yeah, I think it'll be yeah. a good game. I think, And I, I probably take a little shot at the money line, too. You know, Philadelphia mm-hmm. wraps everything up. They beat Dallas. And then they right. can just do what they want the last two weeks. So, And you don't want to lose to your arch rival because you're probably going to have to play them in the, your first playoff game. Yeah.
0: Uh, Christmas Eve. One more in on the NFL. we'll Move on. Christmas Eve. We got the uh, uh, the fiftieth anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Uh, it's it's great timing wise. The NFL realized that, but it's Christmas Eve. Um, look, I don't know if the, how busy the books are going to be. It is the local team, but everybody's betting on these now, right? What uh, do yeah. you
1: guys think you'll do? A lot of right. We'll do decent right, but there, will, I don't think there's many. There's very few people in the casino past 6 o'clock on Christmas or 4 o'clock Christmas Eve because, you know, people make their plans. They go to dinner. They go to either they go to 5 o'clock mass and then have, the, have a dinner or they, they do stuff and then go to midnight mass like we do. So it's very, there is very, very sparse population on Christmas Eve in any of the casinos.
0: Uh, a lot of people were on the commanders in Survivor. There were very few people left. I think it was
1: 30 going into the week. Where are we at now? We're, well, those sixteen out, so now we're down to Kenny. We're down to fourteen. But uh, you know, Gil Alexander did a great job on his show breaking this down. It, it might be over if the uh, Titans lose to the uh, to the to the um, Houston Texans.
0: Houston now. Okay,
1: fourteen, Kenny. Chiefs are nine and a half. Nobody has them. Bills are eight and a half. Nobody has them. 49ers are seven and a half. Nobody has them. Ravens are seven. Nobody has them. Cowboys are five and a half or six. Nobody has them. The only favorite of four points or more is the Titans at seven and 13 of the 14 have them. Now, two have the Bengals, but the two that have the Bengals are saving the Bengals and Rams for the million-dollar bonus. Would they use them here? I don't know. And two have the Vikings at three-and-a-half against the Giants. So I think, you know, we're going to have a a dozen, 11 or 12 – on the Titans and the Titans lose to Houston. We could be it could be done this week. It could be done Saturday. And,
0: and look what Houston has done. If it would have should have beat Dallas, if it would have should have beat Kansas City. A fascinating contest. Uh, Mike, I uh, logged onto my app this morning and I had to um, make a couple of adjustments to it. Right. I had to read download it all over again. The app has been upgraded here in the state of Iowa. What's behind it? Are you happy with the way it turned out?
1: Yeah, we we were planning to do this. Um we've been keeping improving the connectivity, Kevin. That's the big thing. People being able to log in and not get shut out or or you know, have you know, you're trying to get a bet down ten minutes before a game and it's spinning, it's still, you can't get it. Yeah. It's very frustrating. And and we made an upgrade, we changed our servers and that and it's been much, much better. And you can see it in the right too. I mean, the rights like gone up three to four times every weekend. We had record weekend two weekends ago, so um, Things are on the upswing and we're, we're offering a, a better experience for the folks. Uh, not that we did it, but the technology hinders it.
0: Uh, you mentioned earlier in the program the World Cup. Uh, boy, oh boy, that's got to be one of the better sporting events I was going to say of the year, but that's that's going this game is going to be talked about for a long time, right? Argentina just France in the blink. Mike, you you watch enough soccer. You never score twice in three minutes. And that's exactly what France did to tie the game at two. Then they go down 3-2. and Mbappe just playing out of his with the hat trick after not playing well early in the game. Who did you need and uh, what was it like in the book in this, with, the, with the game starting at 7 o'clock in the morning?
1: So I got there at 5 a.m. because we held a free viewing party in the ballroom. Uh, we held a free party in the ballroom on the third floor at Circa and then because we had to maintain the integrity of the football crowd in the book. And if right. people wanted to buy seats, now all the booths were sold already. And about two-thirds of them showed up to watch World Cup that were football fans, Mm. NFL, let's say NFL fans. One side was all full. Now that's 175 with five drinks. So we moved them all to one side and then we sold into the other side. I don't know what we sold, 20 that paid the 175 to stay in the book as opposed to the viewing party. The viewing party got, I think they had 850, 850. And then they asked if when the game the game was over, if they could just put football in up there. They wanted to stay there and watch football. You know, they had three bars. They knew the seats yeah. were full in the sports book, so we kept it open um, through the afternoon slate. Uh, it was a ninety-five percent pro Argentina crowd. We had a huge difference in the future book. Um, almost no one bet France because of all the injuries. People bet Argentina like I did with the storyline of Messi, and they were probably the second best team anyhow be- behind Brazil. Um, and then we had someone come in and bet three hundred thousand on France on uh, before wow. the game. So it really flattened our decision we still needed France even though he bet that we still made a small loser in that book to Argentina Um, the game got bet down the total so the over was good for us Um, it was a lot of disbelief and you know that France scored those two goals with 10 minutes to go to tie it up and then of course the extra time was incredible as well I, I don't love a game with so many penalties so that's just to me and I watch a lot of soccer I hate the penalties I don't put this – because of the, it was a World Cup final, it will be considered a top you know, five game of all time. But to me, no, not the best because I hate the panel. I think the uh, semifinals of Champions League where Real Madrid came from two goals down on the aggregate and actually won it over Chelsea that night is one of the great games. Tottenham and, and, and Man City, with Man City rallying from two down and then Tottenham Harry Kane getting the game winner with no time left, really, on a fast break was was a game just in the last few years. I I don't go back with my soccer fandom to hand of God and all this stuff 40 years ago. (laughs) You know, if Argentina would have lost that game, Kenny, it would have been the first team in 92 years to lose a World Cup final leading in half. Think about that stat. If you're ahead at the half, you win. So Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. And the people were happy. Everybody was for Argentina. So. Uh, The event overall was terrific. It'll be even better in four years. It'll be in the U.S. and it'll be in the summer where it doesn't have to compete with the NFL.
0: So I was going to ask you that. On one hand, yes, it's it's um, it's it's in the winter. But you've got people in the book for football, for 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 the NFL. Did it help? Did it bring more eyeballs to it? Would you guys have done a better business in the summer months that you did uh, where it fell on the calendar this year?
1: I think you got a little bit of crossover because of football, but only on a couple of days on the Saturdays and Sundays. People were coming mm-hmm. at two in the morning, from, you know, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays. So when it was uh, in 2018 and it was in June, we had an outdoor viewing party outdoors. Remember, at six in the morning, you know, it's 102 degrees. We had an outdoor mm-hmm. viewing party uh, at the the event center. And uh, we had 1,100 people for a 7 a.m. kick. So, I mean, I, I don't think – the, the, the 99% of the fans are going to come Whatever it is.
0: Uh, we'll wrap up on this. Uh, I, I love the fact that we insert NHL into this conversation as we're both hockey fans. What have you seen this uh, – what have you seen this past week? I know you're on the Bruins. Bruins are off to a terrific start. I think they play my Jets on Thursday or Friday night. Uh, Jets coming off a of back-to-backer. Um what do you think is Bruins still the team to beat in your mind? Have you seen
1: anybody else, Kenny? They're like sixteen zero and two at home. I mean, they're they're really incredible. They right. they 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 beat Florida again. Florida come back four nothing to four three. I like my teams. I like I like the Blues. were very good in Vancouver last night. They they mm-hmm. go out west and they they win all three games there. And now they get the back to back with the Kraken. But maybe they win four games there. They go Edmonton, Calgary. Vancouver, Seattle—they may come away with, you know, eight points out of that on a Western. That's mm-hmm. they, they, you can't do that. Nobody does that. Uh, even Boston lost the game in Phoenix after beating Colorado and Bay- the Knights are coming back to reality. I, I think, think they that's are. Uh, uh, Yeah, I think that's uh, the West is the the Pacific is wide open. It's a bad division, and it's wide open. I keep trying to figure out why Calgary isn't better than they are. You know, Markstrom hasn't played well. He, he has been not off. played to the devil. No, he's been Hellebuck has played much better. I I I keep Great. saying Hellebuck, and he's lost out there in Manitoba, but should get more consideration <laughs> for Vesna every year. Um, Dallas, you know Dallas scoring goals. They got Ottinger. Uh Wedgewood's a good backup. So I like. I haven't seen anything um, drastically changing. You know, uh, the Capitals. The Capitals are starting to play well. Uh, this backup goalie has been terrific uh, coming in for them. They rallied from 2-0 down against Detroit to win last night. So I'm enjoying the NHL every single day, Kenny.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. I seldom go a day without uh, watching it. Are we overthinking it when it comes to the West? I mean, are the defending champs just kind of laying out there in the weeds? I think you guys had them plus 650 this morning when I looked. Um, look, they're still as talented a roster as won it last year, aren't they?
1: No, they just don't. They're They're – you you know their totals are slowly have come down from six and a half to we're seeing some five and a five and a half and so they played a scoreless 60 minutes against the islanders last night they just don't seem to have the offensive punch um mm. they really don't i think they miss cadre a lot uh and yeah. his speed but uh geez they're just they're just like a solid team but then nothing jumps off the screen at you when you're watching this team anymore
0: you know, what jumped off the screen with me last night with Colorado. Did you see what Cale McCarr did in that hockey game?
1: You mean when he, he declined the penalty?
0: Yes. I've never. Mike, I'm 64 on Tuesday. I've watched hockey all of my life. I've never seen that at any level.
1: Well, what what about the official taking it away after he blew the, the penalty? Yeah. How, how does he do that? It's, uh, that's on him, right? That's. I had I had a prop scoreless first period, so I, I, I was very thankful because I didn't, you know, that was getting towards yeah. the end of the period. and I just wanted five on five and hit the prop. It, you know, it was like plus two sixty. I had bet it no score in the first because the Islanders are dead nuts first period under team. So I said, oh god, I'm going to get beat with a power play here at the end. And then you know they said it jokingly. I think McCarr's telling them it's not a penalty. And then they skated over, and they announced no penalty and a face-off <laughs> at center ice. <laughs> I didn't see that part. I mean, he makes... did hit him with a stick on the shoulder. He, a little he bit really, tapped, yeah. He did tap him. I mean, and he did yep. He loses. He lost his edge. I mean, it, it could. It's, it could be a penalty. It's not like sure. he didn't touch him at all. But nope, strange call true. worked out for me. <laughs> uh, are you guys full on New Year's Eve? We're full. We're trying to fill up our party. You know, we moved it for the first time. I hosted 16 straight parties in the D ballroom, the Detroit ballroom, and we're moving it to circa this time. It's a whole different beast how big that animal is. And so yeah. we're going to go from 300 to 600, but we're at about 400 right now. I don't know if we get there. I might rearrange the room and just make it more comfortable at 450 or 500, put a bigger dance floor in.
0: So New Year's Eve is still a thing in Austin. Do, do the strip still have the fireworks? And of course, if you're up in yes. Legacy, what a
1: great oh, view. Yes. Oh, yes. And and the plaza does, too, right next door. Oh, do so they? Okay. Yeah, so, yeah, and everywhere. So, yeah, the strip does it. It's impossible to get in and out of the strip. You know, everything gets mm-hmm. shut down. So I remember working New Year's Eve at the Venetian, um, and, uh, you know, we just planned. We worked 6 p.m. to 2 p.m. swing, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. swing mm-hmm. shift. But I, I told my wife at the time, I said, I won't be home till 7 because there's no way I can get out of the garage till they – Clear all the fireworks and open back up the yeah. streets, which is like 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. Unbelievable.
0: Mike, uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Happy New Year as well as we won't do this again until 2023. Uh, I know for all of us here at Iowa, we love having you on and uh, grateful that you're doing this for us, Mike. Thank you. Happy New Year to you and yours. Say hi to Derek and the team out there, Jeff and everybody, Matt Metcalf. Uh, good to see you guys a couple of weeks ago, although you weren't there. We missed you. We'll get you next time, OK?
1: Yeah. Merry Christmas, Kenny, uh, to you and Chris and the whole Iowa Everywhere team, all the listeners, both in this forum and uh, and on the radio show. We wish you a very safe and happy holidays with your families.
0: Iowa Everywhere.